Good morning, religionless Christianity. Uh, I don't want a day to pass by where I don't get a chance to say hello and thank you very much for checking out our show. But I do want to remind you that today, like yesterday, uh, we will be skipping the daily devotional so that you can have sort of your second crack at listening to Andrew Rappaport, who is the founder of the Christian Podcast Community, which we are proud members of. And this is all sort of in lead up for our interview with him tomorrow. And we just want to get, give you a chance to get a better feeling for who he is, what he stands for, and um, how he sort of does his podcasting and all that sort of stuff. So I hope you find this uh, worthwhile. Make sure you come back tomorrow for the interview. That should be beneficial, I hope. But otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of your, uh, rest of your day. God bless. Welcome to Apologetics Live. We're here to answer your questions and challenges about God and the Bible. Meet your hosts from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Andrew Rappaport, Dr. Anthony Silvestro, and Pastor Justin Pierce. We are live, Apologetics Live, here to answer your challenging questions or challenges, or debate topics, whatever you have for us, we're here to answer. Uh, we believe that we can answer any question you have about God and the Bible. You doubt that? Well, come on in. You say, well, that sounds pretty arrogant of you, Andrew. No, because we believe I don't know is a perfectly good answer. So this is Apologetics Live. We're here to answer your questions, challenges, whatever you might have for us. Maybe you got stuck at a question when you were out evangelizing and you didn't know how to answer. Well, that's what you come in for. Also, what we do here is try to show different ways of doing apologetics. So we will get into discussions, debates, and therefore uh, explain why we do what we do sometimes in those things. Now, but today what we're going to do is, I, the, as you see in the title, the, the question today, that we want to answer is, does Babylon B know the gospel? It seems kind of strange. I mean, they're a Christian organization, Andrew. Why in the world are you asking that? Well, I'm asking that because uh, Ray Comfort put out a video that played a clip from a episode that Babylon B had on their podcast with Elon Musk, the richest man in the world right now. And Ray pointed out some things in that. It kind of triggered Justin Peters. He saw that. He called Ray, talked to him, said, wow, can't believe this. Uh, Justin went out and put out a, a longer video and seeing some of the things he saw. And uh, I saw what Justin did and looked at what Ray did, talked to Justin and said, I got to get a copy of this and, and have us discuss this. We're going to have another clip that we'll play later on. Hopefully got a packed show for you tonight, even though I am hostless, co-hostless, I should say. I'm the only one here. The The others didn't didn't make it. Uh, Anthony is back in Florida, and so he's he's uh, getting in late. And uh, Justin, Pastor Justin, is in school. He's got a class tonight. Uh, Justin Peters is busy getting ready. He is going to be speaking at Kootenai Community Church this weekend, so he is doing a seminar there. So um, <clears throat> with that, uh, but we still have a very packed show for you. We have, uh, we're going to look at a video from J.D. Greer that if, if there's some of you, I know that years ago when I said that J.D. Greer was on a, a woke bent, uh, a more liberal path and people thought I was crazy. Well, 
I don't think you're going to think that after tonight. I'm just saying. But before before we get to that, I, I got I want to talk uh, two a couple things that I want to mention. I, I got an interesting thing now. Now, folks, I hope this becomes an idea for you. Uh, I got an, a letter. Now, check this out: a handwritten letter. The envelope just said to the Rappaport family had my address on it. Uh, it is signed by your neighbor doesn't have the guts to say who they are. They really should. But here's the idea. You know, it, it starts off saying this pandemic has definitely affected many people around the world and caused much suffering. Now, here's let me give you a suggestion if you guys try and do something like this. It, the penmanship looks really good, but make sure you can read the words. It doesn't matter if it looks fancy. It matters if it could be read. Uh, but this person sent a letter saying that there's a lot of suffering in the world, gave some Bible verses to, to encourage, and then said, you'll find all the answers on how to view the future uh, in the enclosed track. And so here's the enclosed track, how to view the future, by jw.org. That's right. A Jehovah Witness sent a, well, you can't really call it a gospel track because it's not the gospel, but creative idea. Now, I, I think what I would do, and I wish that this person did give me their name and where they're at because I would have reached out to them and said, let's get together. Folks, creative idea to do evangelism. Just write, handwritten letters are not done very much anymore. Just think about how you would, if you got a handwritten letter, uh, you may do like I did and, and want to read this. It's it, it took a lot more time to do this, and people will, will spend a little bit more time. Think about you're, you're stuck at home. You don't know what to do. Um, maybe you can write a letter to to people and put in a gospel tract. I, I remember Justin Peters and I were once at a, at a restaurant. Neither one of us had a gospel tract on us. Justin took a piece of paper and wrote a gospel message on it for the waitress. Because we didn't have something that, you know, we were trying to think of what to give her. Well, he left her the gospel in a handwritten gospel tract. Um, so that is something you could do just to in encourage you guys with that. So um, I, I also wanted to I wanted to sh show off something or, or, or review something that I recently got. This is a if I hold this up, this is called a Samson Freestyle. Samsung Freestyle. Now, I want you to look at the size of this. You can see compared to, it's about the size of my, a little bit smaller than my head, right? Hands width. So this right here is the coolest projector. You can see there it has a, the screen. It's circular. This here is the, uh, the a speaker. This is like a built-in TV. It, it, it does, it has a smart TV, does, um, high-definition TV, the speaker surprised me how, how loud it was. We got this uh, at the ministry. Um, we were asked to, to review this. We're looking to use this for the ability to, to go into churches. We, as many of you know, it's Striving Fraternity. We go into small churches that can't afford to have speakers come in and, and pay for big speakers coming in and doing seminars and, and for them in their, at their church. Well, we come into those churches. Well, a lot of times those churches don't have uh, projectors or, or equipment, maybe that you can't hook up your computer to the, to their sound system and still have your computer up front. This thing, as small as it is, okay, 
projects basically a, a 100 inch high def TV. And the speaker, I, I put it at one end of my house, turned it up loud, walked to the other end of the house. I could hear it fine. This was, this is as basically as good as the TVs in my house. I, I said, if I didn't have a TV in my house, I told my bride, I would just take this and just, I have a TV in every room now. I just could project it anywhere. Connects to the to the Wi-Fi. I did. I have had problems so far connecting to Apple AirPlay. So that I haven't figured out how to work. Um, it has an ability to put a micro HDMI. So I'm getting that cable. Um, the other thing that it has, which is kind of neat for anyone who's, I was talking to uh, Brian Nine. He's he's with um, Hearts for the Lost Ministries. And they similar go into a lot of churches. And I told them about this because the neat thing with this is it, it not only has a cable uh, so that I can connect r- directly to my laptop, but the other thing that's really neat with it, uh, it has Wi-Fi direct. So in other words, when this is on, I could, from my computer, connect to the Wi-Fi on this, and I'm the only thing connected to that. I don't need the internet at that point. I just need my, sh- whatever I'm projecting, my PowerPoint to be able to go over to there. Really cool. Um, it's, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's not a cheap thing. I, 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 for full disclosure, uh, I got it for free to, to do a review and to check it out. Uh, I have, I've going to be writing a review, both a positive and negative. I mean, one negative that I found so far, and remember, this is a test model. This is still pre-order. You can't get these yet, but you can go to Samsung, look up Freestyle and Orm. They're about $900, but the neat thing about it, uh, is, just the the size of it, the um, the level of of the high definition. I had problems, as I said, with the Apple AirPlay, and I also had some problems. As some of you may know, I have a background in cybersecurity. I am very tight on my network. Uh, I I don't let a lot of things through. Uh, this does not work on WPA3. Now, some of you are going, what in the world is that? That is the latest uh, the latest technology for, um, for your routers. And so that's something that I'll let them know. It doesn't quite work with that. It would be good if it had an optical uh, output connector so that I would be able to connect this and run the audio through something else. But if if those of you who are in ministry, those of you who maybe are in travel like I do to, to a lot of different churches where they may not have a big setup and may not have audio video, this I can travel with easily. This is this is a TV in a hand. It really is because it goes on any wall. I tried it on several walls in the house, some darker, some lighter. Looked great on all of them. So... Um, so now, uh, now Brett Lynn says, Hey, I'm here. You can start the show. We were just waiting for Brett Lynn to appear. You know, Brett, you should actually just come on in here since I don't have any co-hosts and, uh, you know, we could, we could chat. So, um, let's see. I had a couple other things in the news section here. We got some stuff in the news. Um, let me just, uh, actually what I'll do is I'm just going to share my screen here so you could see the news as I'll read it to you. Uh, because there were some interesting things in the news here. So uh, right here is the first. um, Top New Hampshire conservative targeted by child services for what? For giving his son ivermectin. Yes, his son got COVID and uh, gave him ivermectin. And two weeks later, uh, child services came to the house to uh, take his children away. And now he's fighting 
to keep his children for what? For giving him a, a drug that has been approved by the FDA for what, like 30 years? And, and what they're upset with is he hasn't given them a vaccine uh, that is not even approved by the FDA. So it's just very interesting. Um, so, uh, so let's see. Brett says, he's uh, A, I don't know how to do that. Well, Brett, you'd go to apologeticslive.com, click on the StreamYard link, and join us. B, I'm sweaty from kickboxing. We want to see evidence of that. Just saying, we don't believe you. Um, because I, I, I know you do jiu-jitsu, not kickboxing. That's the kids who do the kickboxing. Anyway, uh, else in the news, I want to point out some other articles that we saw here. Now, this one should make us happy. This, for many people, this might be exciting for them. Supreme Court blocks business vaccine rule, declines the, to uh, the stay healthcare worker mandate. So for many people who work for a company that's larger than 100 employees that have been mandated by, by OSHA to get the vaccine, that is not legal. OSHA has no authority to do, to do that. Now, least you say, well, that's good. That's good. You think that was what this was all about. This was all about trying to get people vaccinated. Well, it did work to that extent. Many people got vaccinated, but that's not all. You see, here's the other thing that we see in the news. Federal agency to compile list of employees who seek religious exemptions from COVID-19 vaccine mandate. You want to know what the vaccine mandate really was about? It's a couple things. One, uh, the vaccines, what that ends up doing is it will create, um, you end up having more people because you have a 251 viral load when you get the vaccine. So those are the super spreaders. But here's what it was about, folks. They wanted to get a list of the people who will not comply. And those employers that asked you to fill out religious exemptions, well, they're now handing that over to the government. Now, why is it the government's information to know my health care? There's HIPAA laws against that. But that's okay. This isn't what it matters anymore, right? So as we look at this, just some things I thought interesting. Uh, I will also, before we get started, is um, we have this week, this Sunday, uh, from when we're watching, uh, on the uh, January 16th, uh, many churches around the world, uh, I started in Canada, if you listen to my Rap Report podcast, you should be. If you're not listening to the Rap Report, what is wrong with you? You should be. But... Uh, the, the reality is if you if you haven't been if you haven't seen it, we talked about the fact that up in Canada they passed a bill that makes it illegal to do conversion therapy. What's conversion therapy? Conversion therapy is trying to convince someone out of homosexuality or trying to convince them out of being uh, gender fluid. That's the idea what this is. Now it only goes one way. You're perfectly allowed to convert someone to homosexuality or gender fluidity, but you can't convince them you can't talk to them that there's only two genders or that there's heterosexuality that's illegal now that is now a criminal offense and uh we we are as surprised as we should be by that uh we shouldn't be but that that's coming here to america that'll be here shortly and um Nathaniel Jolly had posted this. So, so, and, and I, I said this to say, I will be with many other pastors in America, in Canada and elsewhere that will be preaching this weekend on the issue of a biblical view of sexual morality. Okay. 
<laughs> now you say, well, this is that's only up in Canada, really? Well, Nathaniel Jolly from the Truth Be Known podcast, which you can find at the Christian Podcast Community, just go to christianpodcastcommunity.org, and you can find his Truth Be Known podcast. Uh, he posted this on Twitter. According to uh, this LGBT website, there are 20 states with laws banning minor conversion therapy in the U.S. Now, in Canada, it's everywhere. By the way, in the Canada law will say that if you have a son and you try to tell your son who thinks he's a girl that he's actually a boy, you could be arrested. You are under a criminal offense. That's what's going on in Canada. Well, right now, in Canada, as far as I know, doesn't have an age limit on that. But right now, what we see here uh, in, in America is we have 20 states that have a, a band. You're not allowed to tell a minor that uh, about heterosexuality and that homosexuality is wrong. You can, if they think they're... Now, think about this. Just, just let's think through this. You have someone who is not... We don't say that they're old enough to smoke, to drink, to vote, or to fight in a war because they're not mature enough but they can make huge decisions like whether they're a boy or a girl and, and what their sexual preference is as like six-year-olds and five-year-olds. Um, it's gone crazy. Now, this is 20 of the states. Guess what? Five of the states have a partial ban. Now, I do find it interesting that you could, you could figure out very quickly uh, which of these states currently, I looked this up, uh, out of all the states that are run by Democrats right now, four of them do not have a, a ban, partial or full, on conversion therapy in America. Uh, seven, where we have Republican governors, uh, do. So we have 25 states that have some form of, of ban on conversion therapy. That, to me, is mind-boggling. Um, so, uh, what we want to do tonight is I wanted to look at some clips here from, uh, let's see, from Babylon B. And again, folks, if you want to come in, I'm all by myself. I'd love for folks to come in and ask me questions. Uh, we will have a lot to go over here with Babylon B. Um, but I do want to to go over it, you know, so, so let's take a look at, uh, this video and I, I'm going to take a look at some clips. Now, here's the thing. Look, folks, I, I, I do a lot of podcasting. You know that we, this show, I don't know if you, you all know that this show becomes a podcast. So you can go to christianpodcastcommunity.org. You can find the podcast. You can find all the, the Christian podcast community is a, a ministry of striving for eternity. So you could check those out. You'll see my podcast, The Rap Report, this one. I have So You Want to Be a Podcaster. I've, I have stopped doing the daily one that I used to do. Um, but uh, uh, and, and then we have a theology throwdown. Those, so I have five podcasts. <clears throat> if, if you can't get enough of me, I mean, really. Um, but what I want to do is I want to explain something. As a podcaster, th there's things that you do. Now, if you get a guy like Elon Musk... Uh, on your podcast, you're, you're doing a video, you have him in studio. As far as I could tell, I'm not sure if he was in their studio or, or not. The reason I say that is I've watched the entire interview. Uh, they mentioned going to Texas to see him. 
So I wasn't sure because they thanked him for coming into them. There were a lot of their folks there, but it could just be that they, they got a place to set up and he came to wherever they set up. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but what we end up seeing is that there was definitely um, some things you want to do when you are getting a big name person in. If you're going to get a big name person in to your podcast, you got to treat it well, now why am I saying that? Because I, I'm going to show you, these guys didn't know their guest. Okay, they they, they were clueless. I, I'm I'm just I'm not saying that to be derogatory. I I love a lot of the stuff that Babylon B does, but their satirical, their comedy, and as you're going to see, Elon Musk wasn't like that. If you watch this whole thing, he he was not. Even though he says he he likes Saturday Night Live and he liked The Onion, which is satire, uh, but he doesn't like that they went on liberal bent. And he likes, it seems, listening or reading humor. He, he was not picking up the humor. And I'm going to show you clips. He was almost, it seems, bothered by trying to have a serious conversation and and just being interrupted with jokes that, that showed that they weren't really listening or care. It didn't seem... Like they were caring about what he was trying to say. He was trying to raise some pretty big issues, um, you know, that I, I actually thought he had a re- some really, really good points uh, on, you know, just the way we view energy in, in the world, uh, renewable energy and things like that. But he, here's a clip I want to start with where what you're going to hear them do is they're going to actually ask him, what are we doing here? They, they in the, the first... Uh, 20 some minutes of this, okay, 20, 28 minutes, there were, he was actually started asking them questions and they said, oh, we like that. We like, you know, like we like us being interviewed. And it's like, no, you, you have someone in here for what he has to offer. Uh, they started off talking a lot about themselves and it looked like what they did was get a lot of tweets that he had tweeted and, and that was their, their show prep. You get a guy like this, you have an agenda, you have a plan. Uh, Just listen to this. I think on that topic, I mean, the the question that I just like really, I mean, I feel so unqualified to be interviewing you right now. I think we all do. Why are we here? Like, what? what I don't know. You, you, like, you, 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 you asked for it. I'm not the one who asked for. I'm not the one who asked for the podcast. You guys said. Just to be clear, <laughs> I'm not pushing the podcast on you. You guys came here. Okay, so. Like, you you look at the look on his face, and he's just like, what is going on here? I mean, you guys invited me here. You're the ones that wanted me here. And it's as if he, he just really didn't know uh, what he was doing there. And you should have a plan. When, you, when you're going to do a podcast, you should have a plan. And this is the thing. You know, they're, they bring up some serious—he's bringing up some serious topics— and, and I want to show you this just to, to, to show, you know, what ends up happening here um, is, and, and Melissa is saying here, let's see, uh, I agree, the host of the Babylon Bee didn't listen to Elon at all. It was an awful interview. They missed an opportunity to really share the gospel with him. It was a real shame. Well, we'll get to that in, in a little bit and see. Um, and, and, you know, I, I find the Babylon Bee to be really funny. I, I you know, I knew of... Um, you know, Adam Ford, who started it, um, this this guy that you could see on screen, um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name, Kyle. Uh, I'll, give me a second. I'll remember his last name. But he went to Masters University, so it's not like he's someone who is, um, you know, that didn't have a good training. He, he, Kyle Mann is his name. And so he was someone who he has, he's in solid Christian circles. He was a co-pastor of a church. And so I have higher expectations. Um, and sorry, it's the, it's the guy with the, the black beard there on the, on the left. The one with the, I don't know, it's the, uh, I don't know what that is on his shirt, but he's the only one of the, the, the guys that has a green and yellow picture on his shirt. But Kyle, Kyle, you know, is someone who used to be a pastor, goes to a, you know, goes to a, you know, at least is involved in, in, uh, solid circles, uh, or was at least for school. The, these guys, as far as I know, were, they're, they're aware of solid people. They, they, you know, seem to promote guys like MacArthur and, uh, Vody Bauckham, things like that. So it seems that they're in good circles, but this interview, I, I want to show you this. This is where Elon Musk is actually going to, I, I think he got awkward in this. And he he was just talking about a serious topic of the metaverse. And he's they they brought up the question, uh, for folks who don't know the metaverse, it's this this thing where you, you know everyone's going to be living in a virtual reality. You're going to have goggles on. You're not actually going to go out. You're going to do everything. They, they have virtual shopping now where you go into a, a store and it walks you around in a, in a you know, as if you're in a store uh, all in this metaverse, just go to the store. But uh, he, he explained some serious stuff here and they just weren't listening. And he actually just breaks out into like this awkward ad for the, for the drink that he's drinking and just, just watch his face and see, see how he just suddenly breaks out. Like, what are we doing here? I'll just do an ad. But it's just like the, the way the metaverse is being sold right now is so underwhelming. It's like you're going to be in it's like Zoom meetings, but there's an avatar <laughs> for, for the person next to you. You know, you maybe, get to, de- maybe get to design your avatar. <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't be like, you know, some old some old codger sort of dismissing the Internet in 95 is not amounting to anything. So there's some danger with that. That's the case. But uh, I, I currently am unable to see a compelling metaverse situation um, or Web3 sounds like more marketing than reality. I don't get it. You know, and maybe I will. So, uh, but I don't get it yet. Let me put it that way. It's definitely not monkeys playing Pong. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I just like to advertise for White Claw. <laughs> yeah. White Claw, real men drink White Claw. So, you know. They're talking, he's talking all serious, and, and he's been doing this now throughout this interview, and all of a sudden, they want to talk about monkeys playing Pong. Um, now, the monkeys playing Pong has to do with the fact that uh, he, he's been working on something to train monkeys to play uh, video games, uh, play Pong. And so, um, that's, that's what that was about. Now, when you, when, with that, what ends up happening is, you know, when you're in a series, you got a guy like this. I mean, this, he is the richest man in the world. And, you know, you have him come, you have him on your show and you're going to make a joke when he's talking serious. That's, that's not a wise thing to do. Um, now, let me, uh, let me bring in a friend of mine here, Mr. Brett Lynn. How are you, sir? 
That's weird. Let me see why I'm... Hold on. I'm hearing you through the wrong audio. That's weird. There we go. Now I try. Hope I, I hope you can hear me. Yes. How are you, hey. sir? Doing pretty good. So, so this is Mr. Brentlin. You don't look you don't look like you were really doing kickboxing. I'm just saying, for the record. You you look I, I got cleaned up. Yeah, I, I I'm I, thinking I, I still have my uh yeah. my under armor shirt on underneath. I, I have an under armor shirt on underneath too. Does that mean that <laughs> I was kickboxing? Seriously? So uh this this next one, I, I know um, you came in at a perfect time because I think this next clip is going to trigger you. Oh, great. I love being triggered. I, I think so. So uh, <laughs> Brett, Brett is a worship pastor down at Grace Fellowship Church of Levittown, Pennsylvania, uh, not far from me. And so um, so you ready to get triggered? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, do it. You want to be triggered. Here you go. Um, th- this next clip, is, you know, now I want to, I'm going to preface this, Brett, for you. These three guys claim to be Christians on a Christian ministry. And you get a guy that mentions, you you know, here, like, you know what it's like. You're an evangelist. You do lots of evangelism. Right. Don't you look for the opportunity when someone gives you some way to start talking about spiritual things. I mean, they're talking about metaverse. They're talking about all these other things. and, And all of a sudden you get a chance to talk about Noah. Don't you think that's a great time to change the conversation and try to get it to the gospel, so, yeah. right? I, 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 and I actually think that's kind of what Musk was expecting. Like, I think he was expecting some kind of level of that conversation to be happening. Yeah. It, if you watch this whole interview, the thing that got me is, you know, I actually think that Elon Musk was the one trying to promote spiritual conversations more than, than these guys. Yeah. Yep. I mean, mean, you know, they were probably starstruck and and that could be, and and this is one of the things, look, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing a podcast, you're doing a show, yeah, you get a big star in, but you still have to be a professional about what you're doing. And if you're a Christian, look, so you have Elon Musk in your studio. He's someone who needs the gospel. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Granted, I'm not pop culture savvy. <laughs> so like I've witnessed to a lot of football I've, I've players. Yeah, you've noticed that. <laughs> uh, I've witnessed to, to movie stars and, and football players and baseball players. And I have no idea who they are. Uh, but that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so but but I want you to listen when they start talking about Noah. And, and what I want to do is I want you and the reason I'm taking this time, folks, is because I, you know, we obviously can't play the whole one hour and 40 minute uh, video, but I'm, I'm playing clips. So you see, there's, there's some real problems I'm seeing with the way they conducted the interview and here, they're going to talk about Noah and, and watch who brings it up. And then I want you to, to watch and listen to the reaction from the guys from Babylon B. They can't build spaceships. So, you know, we are, we're in effect, the steward of life. Um, and, you know, we we can make a we can make Mars like a you know another planet with life on it. Um, you know it is you know uh, it's probably a dangerous analogy to use, but it, it, it's a bit like Noah's Ark. But you know we, we bring more than two two of every creature because it's a little incestuous, frankly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, still you know, like how does this work? You know. <laughs> Second generation. And, and did he hate the dinosaurs? Like, what's the? <laughs> why, 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 why is it like F you to the dinosaurs? <laughs> wow. 
Now, now here you figure it's a great opportunity to correct him on what Noah's Ark was. Yep. A, a great opportunity to discuss the purpose of Noah's Ark. And, and let's see if that, that correction occurs. I mean, because w- was it incestuous? You could get yeah, into that, his... That's like a slow pitch yeah. right down the middle. I mean, you got a guy, he's talking about things. Uh, he's talking about metaverses. He's talking about uh, being able to populate the, the science it would take to populate Mars. And that's a great opportunity to say, well, let's talk genetics. Let's talk about why it's why incest is wrong now that we have genetic entropy and our and the genes because of reproduction, reproduction, reproduction. We we don't have as wide of a gene pool and we keep losing information. And that's the reason we don't marry and have children with people that are close relatives to us because of the, the genetic entropy, because of the fact that we the genes break down. It'd be a great opportunity to do that. Do they do that? Let's listen. It's like pro-incest, bad on dinosaurs. I don't get it anyway. Um, And it would have to be a very big vote. So, but but there's you know it's a metaphor, perhaps I don't know. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so like there's there's some some risk, especially over a long period of time. Did you guys all hear that correction? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Yeah. And it's weird because Elon Musk is a pretty um, awkward guy. Anyway. And these guys are all comedians and writers and stuff like that. Of course, yeah, maybe they might be socially awkward too. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but he's not the kind of guy that you you couldn't um, have a conversation with, like a normal conversation with, and probably like run all over him. Um, even though it's like a brilliant, oh, a brilliant dude. But he's I'm super sure brilliant super after listening. I, I, and I'll, I'll get to it later, Brett. But I, I really think one of the things with it is I think these guys. It, it, one of the points I'll show, I think they were just like, what in the world is he saying? I, I just think he was so over them, like just speaking right over them. Yeah. They had no idea. I, I, I really think that was the case for a lot of this, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't actually get to this part of the interview because uh, by the time the one fellow was like, what are we even doing? You know, I was, I kind of turned it off because I thought it was really kind of awkward and embarrassing. Um, even though it, it started out half decent with their conversation, but, um, uh, yeah, I, goodness, it's Elon Musk. It's a, uh, what an opportunity. I mean, the guy's incredibly influential and he's sitting there in your lap, you know, ready for you to, to share something with him. And this is like, an incredibly rare experience really for him. I mean, he's rubbing elbows with people, uh, probably scientists, probably a a lot of like humanist atheists and stuff. Uh, Joe Rogan, you know, people like that. And uh, not a lot of uh, Christian influence uh, from any of those people. Mm -hmm. And here these guys are, it's like, these guys have become, like thrust into the spotlight a little bit. Like the the news is talking about the Babylon Bee, and and um, and so they've kind of become celebrities in their in their own right, uh, just because of how much success they've had with the Babylon Bee. Which, you know, God bless them. I mean, that that they've done some incredibly hilarious stuff, and it's really kind of changed the 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 face of comedy, where it's like it's not just the Onion running satire anymore. It's not just the late night TV shows doing things. Um, but there's like a lot of humor that they've brought into this and a lot of, um, 
you know, even inside baseball jokes for Christians uh, are like, um, you know, we can laugh at ourselves a little bit and some of the silly things like, you know, joking about uh, potluck dinners and things, things like that. But, um, but all that's put them in this position where they can talk to the guy who, who might be in the, in the grand scheme of things in the, on the planet right now, Elon Musk might be one of the guys that is actually on our side as far as not being in bed with all the um, lizard people. I don't know all the all the <laughs> weird um, um, economic forum people and 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 uh, what what's the big uh, the well it's, I mean he, the big economic summit and stuff. Uh, well, the, the thing is that he's he's not. He, he's he's not being woke is really what it comes down to. Yeah, and yeah, it's so you don't have many right of these there. these wealthy guys that are that we can say that about. And I think that's that's a point that you know, look, he doesn't mix very often. I'm guessing with Christians. This was for Babylon B. This was your opportunity yeah. to share the gospel. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna this next clip is. Uh, you know, it bothered me when Elon brought up Noah and nothing was done, right? It bothered me. This next clip actually upset me. And now, if you saw Justin Peters' video, you, you'll, you've seen the ending. But this is why I want to go through this in detail, because, you know, this there, there's some things that really bothered me in it. Uh, and I, I think it's going to bother you. Um, let's, take, let's take a listen at this point. This is a 58 minutes and 47 second spot. And, you know, there is a Bible verse that comes up with this. Before we, we, we play it, I'm just going to read from Scripture a little bit. So let me, let me do that uh, and look at what we have here in Ephesians chapter 5. Um, it would have been good if I had just had this up and and ready. But uh, this is not coming up right. Uh, What I'm looking for is about the crude jesting, is this way it worded in King James, or coarse jesting. Um, uh, Okay, well, I will just paraphrase it rather than... uh, (laughs) But there, there's several things that we end up seeing that we shouldn't be doing, one of them being uh, we shouldn't be coarse jesting. And the idea or, or, or cor- giving coarse jokes, and what coarse jokes, some people, unfortunately, when they, when they look at that, they think of... Um, Ephesians 5.4. Is it 5.4? Is it? Okay. Yeah, there we go. And I knew it was Ephesians 5. I just couldn't find it. Okay. So here in verse 3, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper uh, for uh, as is proper among saints and there must not and there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which is not fitting but rather giving thanks so so we have three things filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting now, what you end up seeing is all three of these have to do in the sexual realm, immorality. immorality. And so the filthiness, the, the uh, coarse jesting is the idea of this is the sexual innuendos that people do, okay? The, the filthy talk, 
That's what coarse jesting is. Uh, it, it's it's something that should not, as, as we see here in Scripture, it shouldn't be named among the saints. Okay? Now watch this clip after hearing what Scripture says. Okay. Well, my dad very much enjoyed that answer, I'm sure. I think as a male feminist, the one thing about the rockets... Is the phallic symbology? (laughs) What would it take to get some more vaginal shaped rockets? (laughs) Just, you know, for equality? Now, now, before he tries to answer, I mean, I I wanted to play that to show how awkward is he? He, Yeah, I mean. I mean, the fact that, that this guy brings that question up, that has no place, no place. Let me yeah. be really clear. No place in Christian discussion. The, he, he's talking about rocket ships, and this guy is going to make a crude, a coarse jesting type joke. I mean, he thinks he's funny. And, and notice all the other Babylon Bee guys, they're laughing at that. You know who wasn't laughing? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Now, here's the thing. What does Elon Musk think of these guys here? I mean, you, you looked at this, and if you, watch, if you watch it, he looks uncomfortable with it. And, and he's, yeah. he, you, know, if you, you know, I'm going to play a little bit of this just to show he is trying to be serious. Now, it, it, in this one hour they've been talking to him, they still have an, over an hour and a half that they're going to talk with him. One hour, and they still haven't figured out that he's not there to joke around. And they continue to try it. Know your audience and know that, like, they should have stopped. Yeah. Okay? They just, <laughs> he's going to actually go on to try to answer this in a serious way. At that point, they should have realized he, he's not, he, he's, he's being serious. He wants to have serious discussion. But, I mean, Brett, your thoughts. I, I, well, I mean, I mean, should should this be a, should this have been a question? <laughs> Elon Musk on with a comedian was when he was on with uh, Joe Rogan, and their conversation was pretty straight. I mean, it was it was pretty technical, and Joe just kind of let him uh, explain things, and he'd have questions, and uh, but you know, Joe's been doing that for a long time and knows how to get um, uh, his guests to talk, and. And these guys are looking to kind of, you know, rub elbows with Elon Musk and, and throw some jokes out there and try to make themselves look good when really their goal and having a guest on is to make the guest look good and let the guest explain what's going on. And even if, if Elon's going to crack a joke, you know, more the better if, if they're if they have a, a comedy uh, program or something, that's that's just fine. But to take it where... Uh, you know, if, even if it was a secular program, let the, let him be the one who uh, takes it in a direction. And don't don't push it in a direction and and make the guests uncomfortable uh, like that. Like they were pushing the envelope on Elon Musk. Um, yeah, I mean, Elon Musk brought up the incest with there. he brought up the incest with Noah's Ark. That should have been corrected, but he brought that up. Right. The the thing I have with this is. They're the ones bringing this up. And, and you hit on something I was going to get to later. Uh, but this, this was the thing that I had seen watching this. I think they did this. It was all about them. So let, let, me, let me kind of correct. You know, when, when I have someone on my podcast, I have a guest on my podcast. It's for my audience. 
I, I, I'm very picky on who I have guests on, but I'm, I bring a guest on for what my guest can offer to my audience. Right. Yep. The guest is not there for me. The show is not about me. It's, it's about that guest. And I'm going to try to come up with questions and do research to ask this person good questions. I want to try to draw something out that others haven't asked. You know, um, when I had Kevin Sorbo on my podcast, I, I, you know, I ran into him. It's one of the few times I actually recognized uh, an actor <laughs> because of God. I saw him in uh, God is Not Dead. And uh, I, I turned I to I thought you were going to say Hercules. But yeah, I well, I did know that, too. I watched it as a kid. And, and uh, I remember, you know, I, said, I, I was in the airport. And I said to my wife, I'm like, I think that's Kevin Sorbo. And we, I, we looked it up and she was like, hey, I think it is. And so, so I walked over and, and we had a great conversation. We, we, it turns out we have some mutual friends. Um, and so we, you know, we had, we had talked and uh, he came on. Well, you know what? I did research on it. And what did I do? You know, I wanted to draw out from him some things. And he had told me after, like, I asked some things people don't usually ask him. And, you know, about how he met his wife and some things. And he, he appreciated that. You, you want to get someone to come in that's a guest to come in and, and talk about something they're going to offer to your audience, okay? Now, I'm going to, I promised I'd let, let you hear what Elon trying to answer this, but um, here's, here's Elon uh, trying to answer their foolish and what I would say inappropriate question that Ephesians 5 would say is not proper for saints. Uh, he tries to answer it seriously. Can we make that happen? Aerodynamics and hydrodynamics. Um, this is going to give you a serious answer. Share, share some. Okay, do you see that? They yeah. realize he's he's talking aerodynamics. He's going he's gonna to try to explain yeah. why that's not possible, and they're just laughing. Now, put yourself in Elon Musk's shoes. Who, who are they laughing at? Right? I do that all the time. I put myself in Elon Musk's shoes. Yeah. And, uh, I ask myself, what would I do? I I, I, I wouldn't mind putting it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind putting myself in like his car and house. And, <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I'm sure he has a, drives a Tesla. Um, <laughs> but but you know, these guys are laughing, and he's trying to be serious. And and they even the CEO, who's the guy all the way to the right there, he recognized. Oh, he's going to try and give a serious answer. Okay, so at this point, you should have realized. He's giving serious answers to all of your foolishness. Get serious. You, you mentioned Joe Rogan. I didn't listen to Joe Rogan's thing, but Joe Rogan's a comedian, but he doesn't, everything's not a joke to him. Right. And, yep. and that's where it's going to be different. Joe, Joe Rogan's going to have a serious interview and start asking serious questions and engage with those questions. And that's, that's what they weren't doing. They were not engaging with what he was actually saying. And I think that it bothered him. It, it sure seemed to. You know what I bet is that when it, when it comes to the Babylon Bee, there actually are some serious issues around the Babylon Bee. One of them being like censorship. Um, they they've been um, had to deal with issues pertaining to uh, lawsuits and and different things when it comes to Facebook or, or people telling them like, oh, you know. Um, uh, you're, you're, you're spreading false information and your fake news and, and, and all those things. So, and I, and I think like that, that's kind of what Elon Musk, uh, it, it kind of knows the Babylon B for, you know, uh, their, their, their political commentary on things that they do in a satirical way. Cause so they're usually making light of very serious, uh, news 
news stories and and they're they're making good points about those news stories through humor and satire and so it's possible that he was thinking like there must be something behind this humor <laughs> that we're going to get to yeah. the facade of the satire to like the nuts and bolts of like how did you guys how are you how are you so good at seeing the absurdity that's coming down the road um but missing the point here <laughs> And they and they didn't like they just didn't get there. Well, you know, Chris, Chris Huff from Matter of Theology, another Christian podcast community member, says the sexual joking and innuendo has to has been normalized in certain fractions of Reformed culture. Brothers and sisters, this should not be so. I agree with them. You know, uh, Brent here Myers says uh, these guys are immature little children. They remind me of middle uh, high school boys youth group, and and you know he's right. Uh, the the reality is I look we're we're now um, let me put it back on on we're we're now one hour and twenty minutes into a one hour and f- almost forty minute interview okay one hour twenty minutes in they're finally going to get to Christianity we think okay I'm going to play a couple of the questions they have ten questions they ask every guest they said that this is now their thing every every question. Um, you know, every guest gets these 10 questions. Well, here's the question I'd have is, is Elon Musk your average guest, Babylon B? I mean, is he the guy who you usually interview? Is he the one that's usually in here and you're you're asking these questions? Why do I say that? I want you to listen to the questions they ask Elon Musk, a non-Christian who needs the gospel, and these are the questions they want to ask him. It was like $9,999 a month or something. But people were signing up for it. People were actually signing up for it, though. Every time I would check, I'd be like, is it him? Is it him? It was random people who picked it thinking it was a joke, and it was actually charging their credit cards. We had like, we had, we had all these angry people who were like, my wife is going to kill me if you don't refund. Okay, I did it too early, but that's them talking about a, a tier level of support that they did for Elon Musk uh, to try to get him in. So they put it really high thinking that, uh, he, would, would he would, he would, that he well, that he would, no one would do it, but him. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. uh, they found out actual people were doing it, but they, they, we'll get to their questions. Charge. <laughs> so we had to take the Elon Musk tier down. So we took it down, I guess, before you could, before you could find it, <laughs> but it was there. We had it there for you. So, well, thanks. I yeah. guess that's a compliment. Yeah. To <laughs> Do you see how awkward he, he, uh, I, it's a compliment. Uh, I think he's like looking in the, in the, you know, yeah. Uh, with his eyes up in the air, like uh, I, the the look on his face there was like, you know, the the what in the world am I doing here? Look, let me let me back it up and, you know, look, look at that. That is a what in the yeah. world am I doing here? Yeah. When is this interview over? Okay. Yeah. You know he he's he, that that's what that is. But let's get to their questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very eloquently put. Well. Mm. Shall we uh, land the plane here with the uh, ten questions? <laughs> so we uh, well, this is podcast started in Kyle's garage. <laughs> we ask every guest the same ten questions at right. the end of the interview. We never anticipated we would be asking Elon Musk these ten these, questions. These are rapid fire, so you can answer them as quick as. So I'm going to just say again: at that point, they should have said, "Maybe we don't do these ten questions." It, yeah, we, we got Elon and, and Musk in. Like they didn't, they didn't know they were going to do that. Like I don't. They know he's not a believer. So listen to their first question. Yeah. Or you can go on forever. Yeah. Your call. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, have you ever met Christian rap artist Carmen? What? 
Like, okay, do do you expect him to know who, you know, Carmen is? That's like super inside baseball. Yeah, I mean, you know, he ends up going like his answer was like, well, uh, I I knew a, I knew someone named Carmen who put, you know, uh, you know, I saw someone named Carmen who put a, a fruit on her on her head and danced around. That was some yeah. person from years ago. I, yeah. I never, I, I've been uh, in the church. I grew up in the church and I didn't know who Carmen was until he passed away. Yeah. So. I, I actually, uh, Carmen came to my university, uh, which was really strange because there was a really small Christian group on campus and somehow they got him there. I don't know how, um, but yeah, that, that was my first year, but let's, let's listen to some more of these questions. So free will or predestination is the, or no, oh, wait, hold on. I got, let me, let me back this charge. <laughs> so we had to take the Elon Musk tier down. Oh, so we on. took it down, I guess. And I, I mean, the only common musician I'm aware of is um, Common Miranda. Uh, you know, she, she would like dance with like a like a fruit ball on her head. Yeah, fruit head. Yeah. Um, and you never met her? No, she she, she died. Okay. A while ago. <laughs> Cool. Okay, so are you more of a Calvinist or an Arminian? What in the world of the question is that to ask to someone who's not a believer? Are you a Calvinist or an Arminian? Now, I want yeah, you to look. Strange. He, he doesn't even know what they're asking, right? Now, they're going to try to explain it, but this is just not something. He's an unbeliever. He needs the gospel not to know whether he's a Calvinist or Arminian. Yeah. Or an Arminian? Yeah. He's thinking uh, from the country. Oh, yeah. Like, no, or you could Armenia. say the Charmism versus I'm like, like that's an interesting... Um. Yeah. <laughs> They're asking this unbeliever a theological topic that he's not even saved. He doesn't even know. Now, I'm going to skip to some of the, some of the others because, uh, Brett, some of them were um, beer or whiskey, and he said whiskey, okay. Um, uh, cigar or pipe... And I'm just going, okay, this is the questions they ask every one of their guests. They want every one of their guests to answer whether they, whether they prefer a pipe or a cigar. Uh, neither. Uh, yeah. Whiskey or beer. I mean, like, so what does that say that they expect, like every Christian is going to, to ask? That one question that they had was, um, if you could add one book to the Bible, what would it be? Right? Add a book to the Bible? Yeah. Like, and, and he's like... You know, he didn't even understand what, you know, they're like, oh, book, like your favorite book. And he's like, oh, I guess Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know. But they start asking. to say, what's your favorite book? Yeah, exactly. Um, this is a thing. They should know who they're asking questions to. They should. These are not questions. Some of them are, are questions that you don't ask an unbeliever. They don't know how to answer. It may, it makes him feel uncomfortable, I think. Um, he looked uncomfortable. And he's already a pretty awkward dude to begin with now here's here's this next one when they talk about you know what book to add to the bible um i was very concerned with this point because he talks about does anyone actually read the bible okay and and he's going to go on to say more but i want you to listen for their speaking up and saying how they read the bible every day okay listen for it so if there are outdated, as there, there are many outdated and unnecessary regulations, uh, but, but, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a strong forcing function for creating new laws and regulations, but a weak forcing function for getting rid of, of, of 
uh, bad laws and regulations. Okay, I think I put it um, too early. And, 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 and I think this, this is just generally a problem as civilization ages without war, where... I think it was 30... I think it was a minute too soon. Let's try this again. Sorry, folks. Okay, here we go. Let's try it. Maybe, maybe it was one hour and 29 minute that I meant. Part, part, big part of why I moved to Texas is just like there's just fewer strings tying you down. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I think like the, the, uh, the value of, of someone just being a, a, a very competent executive officer hmm. is, um, is under, undervalued in, the, in a president. Uh, just like, how good are you? Okay, hold on. I'm, I have the, I must have the wrong spot because I, I maybe I just can't remember. I, th- I thought it was one hour twenty eight minutes, but maybe, maybe not. Uh, but basically, what he ends up saying is he asks he he ends up Elon Musk says, "Does anyone read the Bible?" Um, and and I, I wanted you to hear them pipe up and say how. Often they read the Bible, they read it every day, that many Christians read the Bible. Uh, I wanted you to hear, to hear if you hear that. Um, Maybe this was 24 minutes, maybe I'm just trying to read my handwriting. (laughs) That's that's my eternal struggle. Yeah, let's try this. He has never, he has never updated these questions to like, apply more broadly. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna back that up to the question because I want you to like, even the CEO realizes like these questions shouldn't be asked of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you get to add one book to the Bible. What is it? <laughs> he has never he has never updated these questions to like, apply more broadly. Yeah. No. That, and this thing, no, they didn't. They should have, and even with Elon Musk there, and, and folks, you listening on the podcast, you can't see. All that's happening is his eyebrows are, are flipping back and forth, and he's going like, what in the world is this? I, I think at this point, Elon Musk is saying, how quickly can I get out of this interview? Point. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They're unchangeable. Yeah. They're like the Ten Commandments at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean, a little bit lower. <laughs> I mean, we can have a chapter past Revelations. <laughs> but I, like, is there a happy ending here? Uh, like, uh, <laughs> um, the uh, Revelations Part Two, the happy ending. Uh, well, you know, if there's like a really now, you got your hands up, Brett. Happy ending. <laughs> Brett, is is, there, is 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 there something that it sounds like it looks from your your reaction that there was something you you thought the same thing I was thinking when I heard that. What are you thinking? <laughs> what do you mean happy ending? Like Jesus comes back, um, you know, we, we all get new glorified bodies. We, we dwell on a new heaven and new earth forever with our, with our, our God and who dwells with us. And uh, there's no more, no more death, no more, no more tears, no more sin. If there, mean a happy ending, like if there the ever, glorified God forever for everything that he's done. <laughs> if there ever was a time for them to be able to, you know, interject the gospel, Right there. That was it. Well, happy that's happy like, ending. That's like, this, that's is, re- this is his misconception about exactly. Revelation. He's got like a Hollywood version of Revelation where it's like everything is... Um, falling apart. Uh, yeah, falling apart. It's Armageddon, you know. But so see, most but, people just associate Revelation, Armageddon. But see, for him, it. for him it is. Like he's saying, can we have a, a, 
a Revelations 2, a better one? And the answer is, we already have it. What you're reading is what's going to happen with you without Christ. Well, yeah. With yeah. Christ, totally different ending. Like, yeah. that is a great opportunity to share the gospel right there, is to be like, well, let, let's step back. Let's get it. But but they, they it's, I sensed at this point, like, well, I sensed it earlier, but they just have this agenda that they wanted to do. And, and they weren't at any point, I think, really geared into what was actually happening right there with their guest. And, and it's, they were just looking for how to, how to make a joke and how to, they weren't listening to him. They weren't looking for opportunities. They could have really shared the gospel because that was it yeah. right there. It, it's, I, I'm a, Hey, was it kickboxing? So I'm going to use a boxing analogy. Um, if you ever watch a boxing match, you'll hear the commentators often say things like he's reaching for the knockout. He's looking for the knockout. And what happens is the guy starts looking for a knockout and it never comes because he's chasing it and he's not setting things up right. And the, the funny would have been there if they had just relaxed and answered the question seriously and just take the shots as they presented themselves. Instead, it was like they were reaching yep. for jokes and swinging at everything that they could possibly do to try to and it look seemed, cool. And it seemed to bother him, right? Yeah, because they weren't really engaging with him. Correct. He'd throw something out there, and then instead of getting a serious response, he'd just get more goofy silliness back from these, That's uh, right. these three. So they weren't really respecting him and 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 his responses to their questions. And uh, and it just it really just made it kind of awkward. Awkward. Yeah. But, like that revelation setup it was perfect because like, I know it's like yeah it's a good I I immediately went to a, yes it's a good ending for me it's like <laughs> yeah. it's a terrible ending for you and uh, let me tell you why uh, you ought to be worried about that Elon because uh, yeah. uh, someday you're gonna die and you're I would have be to face your maker I'd be like I can see why you think it's a bad ending but let me explain right. why it's not right yeah. you, Chris Hanholds from uh, the Voice of Reason radio podcast and other podcasts of the Christian podcast community says it's very clear that they were completely unprepared for this interview. They just wanted to have the popularity of Elon on his show. Chris, I agree. And you should come in here, by the way. But that's the whole thing. You know, um, Chris also says here they saw an opportunity to promote Babylon B by having a well-known CEO who echoes their political sentiments. That's exactly right. Again, Chris is usually the two Chris is Chris Honholds, Chris Huff. They usually nail it. <laughs> so if you don't listen to their podcast, you should. Uh, but yeah, that's, Wait, that wasn't the same person. No, Chris. Well, that was the, those last two. But Chris oh, Huff, okay. who we mentioned earlier. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they, they, that's the whole thing. I think this was all about Babylon B promoting Babylon B. And which on its face, I mean, that, that's that's not. That's, you know, that may not necessarily be wrong, but, can, but here's there's a way better way they could do it. <laughs> but here's the thing. How many people did they turn off from their audience because of this? Right. That's the thing. When they have guys come in that that are with them and things like that, that are in line with them and they're relaxed and it, people like the satire, they get it. That's one thing. This was an unco- I'll tell you something. I watched it an hour, over an hour and a half. It was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, I felt I, bad. It, I seriously, I felt bad for Elon Musk because there's times in this interview, I, I had the feeling like he's just looking like, how do I get out of here? And I know that this is an edited version. It says full version, but there's parts where you see it clipped. So, oh yeah, you know, I don't know what they edited out, but uh, yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're probably aware of that. I mean, if if he was uncomfortable, as as much as we could tell that he looked uncomfortable, I I would imagine they're smart guys. I would imagine that they they probably felt like they uh, they whiffed on that one big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, let's hope that they in the future because there will probably be more opportunities for them. Yeah. Um, let's hope that they do a lot better and, and pray that that does happen because they really do have um there's some funny stuff the opportunity to, to reach people yeah so let's hear let's hear let's hear this the, the clip that i was saying with where he talks about do people read the bible so if you think everyone should read because it would be in the yeah, back of the bible everyone should read this book yeah okay how many people have actually read the bible <laughs> fewer than probably say they have but oh yeah <laughs> i mean do you have I, get raised, I, I mean at one point i, I you know when i was did you guys hear it? You you heard them. You, you guys all heard him. They, they they all cheered up and said, "No, well, we read it. We read it daily. Every, Christians read it." Yeah, yeah. You, you heard I mean, that? <laughs> no. What? I mean, I I know that they listen to guys like James White and other you know there are other people that are um, out there preaching and and things because they're up on those uh, on those things and they're often making jokes about um, John MacArthur or whatever and. Um, so I can't imagine that they would be ignorant of of how much study uh, is involved and how much time people invest in Bible studies and and preparing lessons and even just the you know people in churches that are there for Bible studies like people are reading the Bible and they're they're devouring it and they're they're trying to get as much as they as they can out of it and they're trying to listen to uh, good teachers. Um, it. <laughs> no. it's mind-boggling it's just another misconception that they 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 just let slide right by yeah they their comment was that fewer than actually say it rather than saying well we do now <sighs> maybe i don't know maybe and that was the ceo who who made the comment maybe it's because he reads the bible less than he says or he felt like he didn't want to say he reads it every day or he doesn't you know i don't know to be honest, I just don't know. And that statement but, doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, how many people well, actually went to the gym today? Fewer than say they fewer, do. Fewer than a say. So, so but what's, what's the thing? Here you have an unbeliever who's, who's basically saying, like, no one reads the Bible. And instead of standing up for Christians that read the Bible, they go with him. And this is where I say, okay, maybe I can agree that they're just starstruck. They're wanting like his, his acceptance. Well, fewer than, than say so. It's almost like they wanted his acceptance. Yeah. yeah. And so and, that's, and he, the, he really looked like he, he thought he was going to get something different out of this podcast because oh, he is yeah. a fan of the Babylon Bee. I mean, that that's kind of why this happened. I mean, he's, he's posted things uh, on social media before about, you know, whether or it would be articles that pertain to him or articles that per- pertain to something going on in, um, in, in the culture that, that was relevant. And he was like, Oh, these guys nailed it or something. And so I just really think he probably was expecting an entirely yeah. different experience. Well, he, I think he actually wanted, when I listened to the interview, I think he actually wanted some answers to things, uh, and didn't get it. And, and the, the reality, and we'll, we'll see this later on. I think he was more, in this interview, he understood Christianity or explained some things of Christianity or Christian history more than these guys who claim to be Christian. Okay, uh, we're going to get to that in a moment. But one of the things that uh, I, I really got me was the fact that 
they want to get to a gospel presentation. So this is at the one hour and 33 minute mark. There's six minutes left in this interview, okay? And they're going to get to the gospel. And so that's the part we want to play next. But before we do, I just want to, I want to take time out really quick to give a word from our sponsor because, well, they sponsor the show. <laughs> and so I should do that. Uh, we're, we're, this show is put on by MyPillow. Uh, great, great products. Uh, I am, my, the latest product that I've been using is their, uh, I got their down comforter. The down comforter, I'll tell you, it is super warm. Uh, a little bit warmer than I expected uh, in, in the cold. We keep our house at, in the evenings at like 62 because we're trying to save money. And so our house is pretty much cold unless I, I really do. Brett, you know, you'll have to come over just gives me an excuse. But I look forward to Wednesday night Bible studies that are here in the house. I look, I look forward to when we have company because then my wife, we, turn, uh, we turn it up. We have any reason to turn it up. But yeah, uh, the but the reality is, is that uh, I, I've. I've because it's so cold. I usually am wearing multiple, multiple, multiple layers at night. And when we switch to the to the my pillow uh, comforter, the down comforter, wow, um, I, I'm like, you know, I've, I have to sleep in shorts to to not sweat at night. So uh, the the thing is, is that uh, it's American made products. Uh, they are made here. They are comfortable. The pillows are great. I have, I I I actually reached out to my pillow because I love their products. I have yet to find a uh, a product from them I that I don't like. I have their slippers. I have I got a bathrobe. Tried that out. Very heavy. Uh, if you like robes, uh, I got uh, their towels. Um, every one of their products I absolutely love. If you go, if you want to get these great products, go check it out. And what you do is use the promo code SFE. It stands for Striving for Eternity, SFE. Or you can call the 1-800 number they set up for us, 1-800-873-0176. That's 800-873-0176. Again, use promo code SFE so that you can get yourself a nice savings. All right, so we thank my pillow for, for sponsoring the show. Let's get to the heart of the question now. Does the Babylon Bee know the gospel? This is their gospel presentation. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to just play this so you hear it uninterrupted, but I doubt that I'm going to be able to do that. But here we go. Good pick. All right, final question to close right. our time out here. Yeah, I mean, we're here. We're, you know, the Babylon Bee is a Christian organization, you know, and... Uh... Okay, notice the music that just started playing. There was one other scene where I heard some music, but... The, the, the light music, like it's an altar call, right? He identifies we're a Christian ministry. Here we go. Let's get this gospel presentation. Your ministry. Well, well how come we're doing the show on a Sunday? He just called them out right off the bat, right? Why are you doing this on a Sunday? Uh, so so now here's here would be a great opportunity as these guys are, they, they'll they'll announce that they're Baptist. Uh, now would be a great opportunity to explain the difference between Old Testament, New Testament. You know what the the Sabbath is. You think they're going to do that, Brett? What do you say? Probably not. Probably not. No. Why are you heathens in church? <laughs> exactly. So we have to make a church. This is right supposed now. to be a day of rest. We did, did Zoom church to did justify. So we did Zoom church. What are they, we're going to make a church right now? So, uh, folks. You can't have church over Zoom. 
Okay. It's kind of like in the name of church. What is church? Ecclesia. It is a gathering for a purpose. The purpose is to worship God. You kind of can't gather in a non-gathering kind of way. It, it it doesn't really work. I'm sorry. You know, gathering oh, kind of requires true. gathering. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like Brett, you'll understand this. You know, I, I had a debate with a, a Muslim and uh, basically I exposed that, you know, I went to this debate. I paid my own way because I felt it was so important for these Muslims to hear the gospel. And, and he got paid a lot of money to be there. And he, he tried to deny that. And he says, oh, I make my, I make my living teaching karate. I said, I said, well, you know, I do martial arts and, um, you, you're, you've already admitted that you're only home three weeks a year. And I don't know how you could kind of do training of martial arts long distance. It's a little difficult. A little impossible, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, v- yeah. Vodi Bakum, what he does, is he, he was telling me, like, because he doesn't have anyone where he's at in Africa. What he does is he actually, he, he travels like three or four hours to a jiu-jitsu place, and they learn whatever they can learn. And then he goes home and just tries to, to repeat it. And he's got a couple guys that he could do it with. But, you know, Not they just, the it's you got to do it with somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Who it, was the, so there was the, uh, there were the two pastors in Canada that have uh, had their legal problem. It was Tim Stevens and the, the first guy. And um, James Coates. James Coates, right. I think he said something like, uh, if you think that, um, uh, something along this, I'm paraphrasing that uh, if you think that Zoom church is the same thing as being in person, like you, you kind of learn the difference when you're in jail and you can't be with your family. It's like a phone call with your wife and your kids is not the same thing as yeah. being with your wife and kids. Excellent point. Yeah. So let's listen to this transition to the gospel. Now that, so he's, so he's calling them out for, for church. They don't, they don't stick up for what church is again. What do they do? They're throwing the church under the bus. They, they, this is just like with the Bible question. It's, it's, they're not holding a high standard for Christianity. This really bothers me. I love their humor and the satire, but I'm looking at this and going, this, they're saying this is a Christian ministry. And I'm going, I'm not seeing, I mean, to me, it seems like we like making fun of Christians. We like making fun of Christianity. We, 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 we have a low view of Christianity, but we, we, I mean, we're making good money at it. You know, but but let, let's listen more. God said, don't work on Sundays. Okay. Let's go to bathroom and go straight to hell for this one. Get into the whole Jesus rest thing. Okay. Straight to hell. So this is church. This is church. I, so, okay, so to make this church, we have to do, we have to make sure, just to, we're wondering if you could do us a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay. What? Yeah, you you never you didn't hear this part of the interview, huh? No. Can you do us a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That makes it church, by the way. Remember, we said uh, let's to make this church. Can you do us a quick solid? Now, the other guy sitting right next to him is just laughing along with him, and this is a guy who was a co is a co pastor of a church went you know to Masters oh, really? University, yeah. The other guy laughing is the CEO of the company. And I feel like they needed a point man on this interview, like to keep it in check. No, I think they needed a point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because they completely missed the point. Yeah. I mean, 
this, you know, Chris Honhold says this, he says, that phrase really upsets me. I can't explain how much. When I first heard that, when I was listening to, I think it was the Ray Comfort's video, and I heard them say, can you do me a quick solid and just accept Jesus into your heart or accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? There was no presentation of the gospel throughout this entire interview. It bothers you because it's a it's a mockery of the gospel presentation. Yeah. It, it's a mockery. Like, think of any time that you've done evangelism and you've you have to break the ice and you have to get over yourself and you you have to like get through all these hurdles and all the the, the sinful things going inside you because mm-hmm. because you're thinking. Oh man, this is embarrassing, or I, I feel ashamed for some reason. And you have to kind of like kill all that while you're doing evangelism. And so it's not such an easy thing. And then to have them say, uh, "Can you just you know just accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and do us a solid?" And it's like kind of taking the easy way out, yeah. Like sidestepping the like presenting the gospel to them. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, let me bring, I'm going to bring in, uh, and this, I'm going to freely admit that this is trouble waiting to happen, but, uh, hey, Mr. Kevin, how are you, sir? You're muted. You can unmute yourself. Ah, you... yes. Pastor Andrew, how are we doing? Good, sir. Where, where, where are you? You're like, in, oh, you're in your car there. You're, you're working. I, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm delivering and all that, but I knew tonight was an interesting topic, so I thought I'd pop in and say hello. Well, how are you? You, you? you enjoying this so far? Or are you pulling what little hair? Oh, wait, no, what no hair you have out? <laughs> no, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the same, I got the same problem, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you and Brett, you guys, you guys yeah. don't worry about finding your hairbrush in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to think so what, about what, it. What's the recap? Uh, what, what, what's uh, been going on? Oh, so I you haven't been watching? What, you've been driving and delivering food and people? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I try to obey the law. <laughs> well, we're just getting to the gospel parts that they're going to present. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I forget the one gentleman's name that said, you know, do us a quick solid and just uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. No um, gospel yeah, presentation. Um, nothing. Is that okay. where he leads? Yeah. Is there more? Oh, yeah, there's more. Ready for it? Okay, here we go. Here's, here's the more. Yeah, we, we, we got like five more minutes of this wonderful stuff. Wait, wait for it. On the show. Um, personal words, you know, it's a quick prayer. Uh. <laughs> Just do a quick prayer. Notice there's no explanation of the gospel. They're all laughing. You see how uncomfortable he is? He doesn't even understand what they're asking him to do. No. Right? Man. It, it, it's it's mind-boggling, but let, let's listen to more. <laughs> I mean, let's just say, like, I agree with the principles that Jesus advocated, um, and th- that the you know there are some some there's great wisdom in what in, in the teaching teachings of, of Jesus, uh, and I agree with those teachings. Okay, so. He agrees with the teachings of Jesus. Hmm. That, right? I mean, what, what are the teachings? So you agree 
So this is the question that they, I, I would hope that they would have asked. So you agree that you are a sinner destined to eternity in a lake of fire because you have violated the laws of God. You have broken his law. You rightly deserve hell. And you, you agree with that. I mean, is that, that, that's what Jesus said. You will go to a place where the weeping and gnashing of teeth in a fire that does, that does not consume. That's what Jesus said. Is that what you agree with? No. He's agreeing with a fictitious Jesus that loves everybody and never says a bad word or hard word to anybody. Mm. Kevin, is that, is that the Jesus of the Bible? What do you think? Uh, no. And, uh, when I was first became a Christian, I, I was in a lot of seeker sensitive churches. Uh, so it sounds exactly like that seeker sensitive, uh, presentation. I know that, I know the situation is very tense and, and, uh, I know he's a celebrity and all that. Um, but someone's got to get a grip and, and, you know, <laughs> distribute the gospel there, uh, and talk about the laws. And, and I guess, you know, if, if you're practicing sharing the gospel the right way, uh, it should not be much of an issue when, you know, the real test comes. And it seems like, those guys don't regularly share the true gospel or else they probably would have right there. So I just, I just see some patterns from uh, churches I used to be at. That's an excellent point you just brought up is I I think, you know, Brett, like we were talking earlier, we would have jumped on the opportunity with Noah, definitely jumped on the opportunity with the the, the revelations, right? Yeah. Why would we have done that? Because as Kevin said, we practice evangelism on a regular basis. And when when you do that, I mean, I, I remember, I remember uh, there's a, a gentleman I knew, Art Goodman, and he 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 goes, yeah, I like to only use my first initial. That way I can say I'm a good man without even thinking. I mean, I, I wasn't looking to share the gospel. I just all of a sudden, without even thinking out of my mouth, I went, oh, so you consider yourself to be a good person? I mean, just, <laughs> right? He's, he's saying I'm a good man. I, I mean, was <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was like, it was just... Instinct. It's the same thing we were talking with martial arts, right? Why do we train it for muscle memory so that when you're in that situation, you don't have to think about what you're going to do. It just happens. Right. And I think what Kevin, oh, he, he dropped out. He must have got a must have got a ride. Um, he, he's for folks that are, he's an Uber driver and a uh, Uber eats, do DoorDash, all that. But the, the fact that I got into that gospel conversation with Art because of the fact oh, he's back. I guess I guess his customer didn't decided not to take the ride. He took one look at Kevin and went, "I got to figure find another Uber driver." <laughs> oh, yeah, phone calls apparently kicked me out of the. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, so you know, I think though what, what he brought up is an excellent point: is the fact that you know um, when you are practicing evangelism, it, it comes natural. Now, Brian Nine, who I told him he should have come in here earlier, um, he said, "Cue the spiritual transition game commercial." And so, you know, that's the thing that I, I play with folks is a spiritual transition game to train us to go from the natural world to the spiritual world. And, and you know, I always say I could take any conversation and do that. Um, is that correct, Mr. Pierce? Can I do that with any right. conversation? Okay, just checking. Welcome. Welcome. Are you done, you're done with class early? Done with class a little bit early. Oh, good. I hope you this passed. Has been the, the most oppressive stuff I've listened to in, in a long time. Oh, thank the, you. The class or this episode? The, the class. Well, yeah, all your all's conversation. <laughs> no, the, the class has been just, it's been, uh, what is it? Um, critical race theory, intersectionality, and why you're not a Christian if you don't believe it. So we've been standing up and, and trying to learn about it. 
And you're being taught that in your seminary? No, you know better than that. I we're do know better than that. Stand up. But, but think about it. Um, what, this weekend we're having, having the uh, – um, everybody's going to be sp- speaking on uh, Christianity and, and homosexuality and uh, talking about, you know, biblical Christianity. Well, not not and, everyone, just the, the biblical churches. Well, I, no. said, <laughs> I said everyone. It, they were hoping for 16,000, and we just found out there were less than 3,000. Hey, hey, Brett, do you know what, yeah. what's, what's Pastor Mike preaching on this weekend? Do you know if he's? Uh, we're in, we're in Galatians, and we are right at the appropriate point of pass. Uh, oh, so it's <laughs> so he was going to do it one way or the other this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just right. We were just talking about that that the uh, uh, God's timing on that worked out really well. So we didn't have to do anything special, but uh, I'm sure there will be a mention of the uh, the solidarity between yeah, all the other good. churches. So. All right. Well, let, let me let me play more of this because I do have another clip that actually Kevin here had sent me that I want to make sure we get to. Um, so let's listen to more of this gospel presentation. Oh, I heard that. And things like turn the other cheek are music are very important because as opposed to an eye for an eye, um, an eye for an eye. Okay, right there. Turn the other cheek versus eye for the eye. Eye for the eye is about the limitation, the max you can do. When it comes to, uh, you know, if, if someone does something to you, the most you could do to them. It doesn't mean you have to do it. It's a limitation. It, it, it's to say that if someone steals from you, you can't kill them. It, it's, it, so it totally doesn't understand that. But I wouldn't expect him to. He's an unbeliever. I expect the others to be correcting it. They should have started with this early on in the show. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? But let's see. Is everyone blind? So, forgiveness, you know, is important, and um, treating people as you would wish to be treated. Okay, so what was the two things that he felt was very important? Forgiveness and tr- being treated as uh, like wait, forgiveness? Like, think about this, folks. Forgiveness. That is a point where they oh, should have what? said, "What is forgiveness?" And I expect yeah. they're going to do that, don't you? Let's find out. Track record hasn't been good. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Very important. So it's like a 60, 70%. As, yes. As Einstein <laughs> would say. What, it, what was their focus? So it's 60, 70% yes. That was a time to say, let us explain what forgiveness is. But I, I think back to what yeah. Kevin said, they're not used to sharing the gospel. I, I think Kevin nailed it. They probably don't do this on a regular basis. So it seems like they just want to get that conversion. Um, thank you. Not worried about whether it's genuine. Yeah, correct. And that's where you said earlier. You know, this is the seeker-sensitive church. Just hey, right. walk that aisle, pray that prayer, say yes to Jesus, and you're in. And we'll see if that ends up happening. I really like those things that Jesus was saying. You know how. You know, how nice he's talking about, you know, just turn the other cheek and be all sweet and lovey. You know, you know, I'm glad he never said anything about repent. Otherwise, you will likewise perish. You will have eternity in lake of fire. You know, none of that stuff. You know, we, well, don't, we don't accept that type of Jesus. Justin, if you were here on time, you would have been here for that conversation <laughs> that Brett, I know, Kevin I, I and listened, I had. I watched the video. <laughs> uh, I watched this guy. What, what got me about it, Justin Peters was right. He's asking. Yeah, he's asking, "Will you please explain this to me?" Yeah, and, and these th- this was awful. 
And, you know. and there's several th- I mean, even before what Justin played, Justin played only this last six minutes. Yeah. And that's why I want, there, there are other points where he was basically like, it's almost like he was bringing things up. He obviously knew this was a Christian program and he was the one bringing up the Christianity, not them. I think they were embarrassed of it. I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not I, trying to get into yeah. their minds, that's a good but I point. think they were embarrassed about the things of God, and they just wanted a sixty or seventy percent yes. And they, they were they were happy. We, they were they just were starstruck, and they had him on, and it was about expanding Babylon B, not the kingdom yeah. of God. I mean, yeah, this, we don't want to make you mad. Would you <laughs> mind putting a couple million dollars into our ministry? Yeah, I almost wonder when they did talk about this special tier they made of the Elon Musk tier. I I almost wondered. Did they were they doing that hoping that he would say, "Well, I could donate to that." You know, I don't know, but let, let, we got like four more minutes. Let's hear it. I believe in the God of Spinoza. Okay, right there. The what? The God of Spinoza. Okay, now if you if you listen to Justin's video, he goes into Spinoza and explains Spinoza was you know uh, in the in the Reform, uh, pre-Reformation time, I believe. He was someone who believed that there was a God, but he's an impersonal God. He just kind of started up everything and let it spin. Um, And so he's basically saying, I I believe that there's a a God out there, but the God doesn't involve our personal lives. Here's the thing I made earlier. Sorry. Uh, Okay, you you put this up. Chris Honnold says, they were afraid of offending Elon and having a podcast take him, take a hit from him. And and I think Chris is right. This is back to what... Was being said. See, now that you're here, you read all the comments. I, <laughs> I don't get to do that when when you're not here. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, what you end up seeing is you you have here um, a, a case where I lost my train of thought, and <laughs> and it's it's a perfect case of that. It was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but here. What I think I was going to say was that this is where he's the one that seems to understand more of the the Christian language and 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 Christian history. I said this earlier in the show. He's the one that's been bringing things up that they should be talking about. Yeah, you know, one thing that a Facebook user I'm I'm so glad that Facebook user uh, comes on so often and I'm friends with that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, the well, Facebook, giant Facebook here. user just needs to go to apologeticslive.com and get the instructions of how we can find out their name. That's right. So, so, so Facebook, you said you're right. They're ashamed of the gospel. They were laughing like little schoolgirls, giggling about the most important things. Correct. And I, I tell you, what, what gets me about it is this man. I mean, look, I listened to the thing. I've, I've been following kind of some of the stuff he's doing. And he seems to be really intelligent and really well-rounded, but he, he wants to know. And this poor guy is asking questions. I believe in the God of Spinoza. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the true biblical God, because you're not a Christian, not a 70% yes, you're not saved. You need to be right with God. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. We're, we're laughing because John, I, I got a John. John. So John, John likes to, every week he comes in with different names. This week he is... Elon Musk is the name of my. I can't read that. Cologne. Read Cologne. Cologne. It's too small. Welcome, John. Hey, John. Hey. John, we missed the chickens. That's what Anthony wanted you to know. Um, oh, okay. So, so let me, let me keep playing this. Oh, you, 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 you okay? Finish. Hang on. 
Chris, you, you put this out here, and I I love Chris to death. He's a great brother of mine. He, when he puts stuff out here, uh, Chris Honholtz, when he puts stuff out here, I, I've got to throw it up here because he's right. What it, what will be interest, interesting is is what the Babylon Bee does next. My, my prayer is, not Chris, but my prayer is that they're going to beg him to come back on. They're going to say, hey, we messed up. Please let us come. Uh, let's do this right. Yeah. You know? I, I pray that I don't know that you know, will. I, I, I thank KT and the others who have been tagging Elon Musk and inviting him onto this show, oh, you know, please. and, 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 you know, look, I would, I'd be happy to, to do that with him. Uh, I'd be happy to have him on, not because I'd be like, Oh, Elon Musk, maybe we could get a donation. No, Elon Musk, you need the gospel. I yeah, don't give I, us a penny. We don't, I, we don't want that. It's not about the it's, pennies. Look, the reality is the, whatever I, the, the thing that bothered me so much with this is, you had an opportunity to share the gospel with a man who is who is basically admitting he doesn't have, he's clueless about the gospel. Yeah. And and you're not doing it. You know, you, but th- this is endemic of the vast majority of professing Christianity. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk or the local homosexual group that says, "Oh, I'm a gay Christian," or you're the the, you know, every whatever else you want to call it. <clears throat> This is endemic of every single level of Christianity. I mean, I just watched a thing with J.D. Greer. Oh, um, no, 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 no. We're getting to that later. You oh, be quiet. This is, part of my, this is part of my class. Yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, I've, I've seen this stuff so many times saying. But we're not going to get to the J.D. Greer if we don't get this done with, you know, just saying. I see how you're going to do it. You just interrupt me all the time. So I show up late and you won't let me talk. <laughs> oh, I can solve that. We mute you and we play this. Look, what, see it? Um, so... <laughs> Um, but hey, if um, you know, if if, if Jesus is, is uh, saving people, I mean, I, I I wouldn't stand in his way. You know, like I'll be sure, I'll be saved. Why not? Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Well, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. Uh, that's that's. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, if, if Jesus is saving people, well, why not? I'll, I'll do. This is the try. This is the try Jesus movement, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the try Jesus gospel. Try Jesus and see if your life has changed. Oof. Right? And, and this next part is what's going to get uh, probably all of us fired up. Jesus but, is not the, the God you try. Yeah. He's the God you submit to and you repent. Exactly. You, you, it's not that I'll give Jesus a try. You're a sinner. And, and if you don't acknowledge that, he's going to be your judge. No, and I, there's not one one person here that doesn't need, not just to try Jesus, but to fall on their face and say, "God, I am so terrible." In your sight, I'm a, I'm a, I'm wicked. I acknowledge my sin. Well, I want you to watch the guy all the way on the left. He's the one that was asking the questions. Watch his reaction. Okay, Elon Musk just said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I, okay. If Jesus is saving, I'll try Jesus." You know, he's not. He doesn't know what he's saving from. Okay, that was never explained. Watch this guy's reaction. Did it? Yeah. I think he just said yes. We got him. All right. We got him. That's it. Hey, praise the Lord. We got him. And he's looking at the, what you don't realize is there's the camera crew and others that work for Babylon B that are all where he's looking. He's looking at them and like, they're clapping hands. Hey, we did it. We got Elon Musk saved. He's what? not a trophy. Yeah, that's what I can't stand. It's like, they, first of all, they they put in a sappy music, and then when he says we got him, as if he's like 
a, a trophy. It's it's just sickening how they did this. John, yeah. repeat that. He's not what? He's not a trophy. Not a trophy. That's, that's the it, that's, most. Yes. Yeah, uh, what you said. That's that's like the, the biggest thing that we need to think about. Yeah. No. You you really you got it. I mean, that really is it, how I think they're viewing this. Unfortunately, this isn't done. We still have more. This is so. Now, what are they going to do? What What happens after someone gets saved? Baptism. Let's see how they present that. You want to get baptized or anything? Yeah. I was baptized. Oh, oh yeah. Anglican. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's done. They they got the water. Just a baby. Cool. Right. They explain believers' baptism. Right. I mean, he's holding up his little bottle of water and shaking it. It's like, yo, yeah, saved. Actually, also Anglican. And he's done. And he's done. Yeah. Aren't they the ones that said that they were Baptists? Yeah. Well, they're going to say that right now. <laughs> this is like second. Yeah. I, I even had like, you know, the whatever, blood and water of Christ, which was kind of weird. You know, if you're a little kid, like you get to give you some weird tasting, you know, biscuit and, uh, and wine. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this kind of Just cut it weird? off when he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, just just cut it off when he said yes. And, and uh, Captain Black Eagle, uh, who I think is Ron Hughes, uh, by the way, that little symbol next to his name means he is a member at Strive at uh, Striving Fraternity YouTube channel. So he helps support us. That's what that little icon means. So thank you for that. He says, you don't trap people for their salvation through a game. You know, that's that's true. And look, they're 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 making light of salvation. They've made light of the Bible, they've made light of, you know, now baptism. The, the reason this bothers me uh, is just because of the fact that I, I look at this and say, this is not the way that I think genuine believers who love the Lord and have a concern for the lost would be behaving with an unsafe person, regardless who that is. Okay? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain— if you go back a little bit, I don't know that I could point you right to the second, but during the giggle time, the giggle fest here, I think Elon was about to say this is a joke because he goes back and said this is, and, and then he stopped. I think he was about to say this is a joke. He knows that he needs something. He knows that he needs to hear the truth. And I don't okay. think, well, I, I think that he knows. Let's see. Is he saying <laughs> a statement or a question? Well, let, let's we'll play it in he here. Might be, I don't know. You might be right. It might be a question. Is this really a joke? <laughs> I'm like, isn't this kind of just cut it off when he said yes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just said maybe maybe a little bit back, but but no, yeah, that was like, it. That was it. Weird. He's he's like, he, but he was talking about he was actually talking about the communion because he said yeah. they give you a little son to eat, wow. and it's because he's going to then talk about that the body of Christ and what they know in Anglicanism. Why, yeah. why is it that that there's communion, Andrew? I mean, do we, we do it just to just to taste something bitter? I mean, that's all it's about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this this is basically the video. There, you know, they were just, oh, just cut it off there. He said yes, cut it off there. Uh, disturbing, disturbing. Does it does it make anybody else's skin crawl? I mean, does it? I mean, I, I mean, I have cold chills just thinking about you know if he died tonight. Yeah. These men are going to stand before God, you know. This, um, this is the thing, and I know, you know, uh, 
Kevin, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot there, sir. Um, we were talking about this last night. You know, Kevin, Kevin, um, and and I'm going to speak for him, and then he can speak for himself if I if I say something wrong. Um, you, Kevin, Kevin had a different take with. He saw the video from Justin Peters. He loves Justin Peters, but he he was surprised seeing Justin take on Word of Faith people all the time and all these others to suddenly see Justin really hammering these guys as, as hard as he was. I've seen this side of Justin, um, you know, and I, I said to Kevin, you know, Justin's been dealing with Benny Hinn for decades. <laughs> it's not, it, you know, you don't have the same fervor when you hear something the first time. You know, listen to him talk about Southern Baptist Convention with what went on, and, he, and he's pretty fired up. Ed Litton, he's pretty fired up. Uh, but this is the first time he heard this. Yeah. And so you're getting the raw emotion from him. And uh, I, I think that, you know, Fortunately for me, um, Kevin wasn't watching me when I watched this video uh, in full because, you know, I was glad that my my bride was sleeping. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how she sleeps when I watch these things late at night. And I scream at the at the because <laughs> that's basically what it is, is me screaming at the at the monitor like, how are you missing this? Um, and so but but the, the reason I think that you see people get worked up about this is those of us who, who know the gospel it's because I mean my heart is breaking for the fact that for Elon Musk and the fact that he, there was an opportunity here for Elon Musk to hear the gospel and the ball was dropped well he's never going to go on The View he's never going to go on CNN or even Fox News and get the a gospel yeah and he had that opportunity there, and we ha- we don't have very many opportunities. I mean, I- I'll be honest, I doubt that he ever you know, comes on here and has a conversation with us. You know, maybe he will, maybe he won't, but, you know, I doubt that. But, we, you know, I can speak for Andrew because I, I know him well enough to know this. We're going to use every opportunity that God gives us, and we're not going to try to biff it. It's not going to be funny. Uh, we goof around, but when it comes to the gospel, there's nothing funny about what we're talking about. Can I interject yeah. something here for a second? You so, just did. <laughs> you just did. So there you go. Get used to it. Uh, so, um, I mean, we're, we're upset that there's like a, a missed opportunity. And there's obviously a lot of things that these guys did with their behavior and uh, clearly things that upset us about how they, they just kind of uh, mocked and, and joked around over something incredibly serious. As far as the, the missed opportunity um, – for Elon Musk. I mean, there was a guy that uh, came to my shop yesterday and you know what, there was an opportunity there and I whiffed on that. Okay. So, and that guy is just as valuable uh, a person to witness to mm-hmm. than Elon Musk. So we can look at Elon Musk, Elon Musk, like this is game seven of the world series and, and you, and you blew it, but um, we can give them a little bit of grace. I think that like, yeah. we, okay. we, we whiff on a lot of opportunities. Did, let me interject uh, so, on that then. I'll interject on you and say, I agree with you. There's plenty of times where I feel like I have a missed opportunity, but here's the difference. They knew that it wasn't like someone just walks into your shop. It's not like there was someone walks in your shop and you weren't prepared. This is something that they, they knew what they, they knew their 10 questions. Yeah. Now their 10th question is, is there quite, I haven't listened to their others where they have interviews. And I mean, is the 10th question always, 
will you do me a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Is that really their question that they always ask, that they said they can't change their questions? I but, hope not. But they knew what they were walking into. Yeah. They knew they had him on, they were going to have him on the program. They knew they were going to have, you know, some time with him, at least an hour, I'm guessing. Um, they knew that they were, you know, dealing with an unbeliever. So, and, and it's th- the balls in their hands because yeah. the reality is when, when you're the host of the show, you ask the questions. You guide and direct the way the show is going to go. Yeah. And so it's a little bit different. So I know you're saying, hey, let's give him grace because yeah. we missed two. Yeah, I, I've didn't missed, come on to my show. I've, I've yeah. met, I've blown it's it plenty of times. To talk to a Christian, right? But, but you and, know what? Next, thing, next thing week, too, well, let me just finish with this, Justin. Next week, we're going to have someone on, right, who, who is not a believer, and he's going to come on. And what's he going to get? The gospel. You know what? Yeah. He already got the gospel. Got the gospel twice because I went on to Wisdom app, and, and, and Brett, i got to get you on this because you're going to love it. The, the Wisdom app is where you can do open-air preaching from your house. It's, oh, it's it, like Zoom church. It's, it no, 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 no. It's, basically, it's an app on the phone, and you just talk. And they, they, they will, you know, they just people pop in. Huh. And we're just talking, and Peel came in, and an unbeliever comes in. I'm sharing the gospel, and we, we got a 30-minute gospel conversation. Well, he invited me on his podcast. I went on his podcast that should be airing this week or next week, I think. And, and it's just me. You know, we start talking some things, you know, just small talk, just like we did on the Wisdom app, and then get into the gospel, right? And so, so that's... You know, KT is saying, uh, as we, you, you got to explain why you laugh when you do. Andrew to Justin, I'm be sorry. quiet, my paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, be quiet. Um, I think, is this the one that where I was listening in and you were yeah, talking to the gentleman? Yeah, that's and that guy is coming wow. in next week. He, he actually that's asked, great. hey, can I come on to your program? Now, he's heard the gospel twice. And, and so, you know, it's, it's so what, what am I doing already? I already know he's coming on. What is my prep? My prep is the gospel because yeah. I know he's coming on because that's the most important thing. And I want to point this out. Like Andrew was talking, and John about. may have someone that's coming on next week too. Right, John, you, you have a church of Christ fella. Yeah. There's a guy named preacher norm. You can find him on, on the internet. You can probably, why do we and, want to uh, do that? Yeah, church of Christ guy. And pretty much he's blatantly said that the works is, is required to be saved. We can talk about that. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. So that's that's next week's show. But Justin, you have something you want to say? Well, yeah. No, let's you, get to JD Greer instead. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now think about this. Now think about this. I don't know what the background music was, but it was staged and set up for their gospel presentation. When you were in your shop, did well, you well, turn wait, the background wait, music do you, off? Do you think no. that Do you think that the music was added after afterwards? I think it was after. Okay, I think it was. Yeah. And if it wasn't after, it It'd was be during worse. the. It was during the. Yeah, if it, if just it, as I am. Yeah, uh, if that was not added after, then yeah, I would have even more concern because they're 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 they are trying to do an altar call. They say let's make that's, it like church. Either way, it was still set up for that position and, and that and that interview. It'd be just like right now if we started witnessing to John because he desperately needs it, and we start doing just as I am, you know. And you know, but the thing is, is the music there, everything else. They knew they were going to do do their presentation, and instead of saying sharing the true gospel with him, it was that. 
Now, if you were in your shop and you knew you were going to have a gospel conversation somebody, with somebody, I would hope that it would not be, hey, you just do us a solid, you know, say well, you like first Jesus. First, I'd make sure my smoke machine was on. <laughs> yeah, well, you've the got to machine, have that. Yeah. That's, there's no gospel without and you need to play. You, you, you got in your shop, you got the, you got the, the, the music all queued up, yeah. right? So when someone comes in, you can yeah, hit the music and go, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, yeah. can you give me a quick solid and just accept yeah, Jesus as your Lord and yeah. Savior? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think, you know, it's, I think what bothered me with that was not just that it was nonchalant, but it was so, it, to, to me, it just seems so derogatory of what the gospel message is. Yeah, you know, just do me a quick solid and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, I also think too that you got to consider, you know, with with Justin's point, is that he's he's talking about people that are supposed to be solid. Well, the Babylon yeah. B, yeah, the Babylon B is is as far as up until this point, uh, as and I've not listened to their interviews things. Okay, so maybe they do this all the time. We just didn't know it, but up until this point, there's this. You know, a theological air that they're going to try to step up and be right. Yeah. But when it came to this, it was like all this other stuff that we do, doctrine and theology wise, is is important. But this gospel thing, let's play around about it. Yeah. And I think that's what upset him because when I heard it, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what to think. I was just in shock, and I, I think you know, pretty much everybody was that really considered Andrew, what was going on. Too. Andrew, if I could just clarify too, my comments about last night. Um, so, you know, when I watched Justin's video, I guess I'm, see, coming from the secret center movement myself, I'm not surprised when I see professing Christians drop the ball on the gospel. I'm just not surprised. So I guess I was more taken aback at the utter, that everyone was so shocked that, oh, a Christian satire group is not as reformed as we thought they were. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of their posts and a lot of stuff is, it can be funny. And I know they're politically conservative, but are they biblically you yeah. know, well, see, I don't know. From the snapshot, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I so. I think most people think they're more reformed, and uh, you know, but but you know, KTS says this: Are we going to get to the JD Greer thing? So let's do that. Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm a, I'm going to bounce, guys, because I got my wife looking at me like, "What in the world happened?" She's to you? about to beat you up. Yeah, I would like to see that um, into the basement. The, and and folks, I'm just going to let you know right now that this is Kevin's fault. Kevin, right down there. <laughs> You see him down in his car. You're welcome. This is his fault. What we're about to listen to. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this in its entirety. Um, see you, fellas. All right, bye, Brett. I'm gonna bye, play Brett, this thanks. in its in its entirety, and then we can talk about it. It's only about a minute. Here we go. Representing churches will be known as the friends of the LGBTQ community. And I think the question to us as church leaders... Oh, wait. Sorry. This is the wrong have video. Have you drawn the gay and lesbian community It doesn't matter. Quotes? It's all the same. Yeah. Are you an advocate against abuse, injustice, and discrimination on their behalf? Isn't that what you would do for a friend? I do want to apologize to the gay and lesbian oh, community on behalf of my community and me for not standing up against abuse and discrimination directed towards you. That was wrong. And we need your forgiveness. Okay. They this is CRT language. They no, they, <laughs> So so what do you what do you do with that? Right? This is CRT language. What you got to realize this is this is Marxist language 
that is that's well, come I, into the church. And no, it's we, well, we, through and through. we understand that. We've talked about that here, but here's, here's the thing. Let me, let me ask. Um, have any of you ever uh, seen anyone on the, you know, I'll even go with the Christian side, uh, with, with the, the big Eva, let alone anyone in the LGBT movement, have you ever heard them asking for their community to apologize for constantly attacking Christians, for taking them to court if they don't celebrate their homosexuality, uh, for trying to get them fired if they don't support homosexuality? Have you ever heard anybody? I mean, what, what is it Christians are doing that we need to, to ask forgiveness for? The gospel? Because we want to share the gospel with people? You know, we need to, to ask forgiveness of those who hate Christ for, no, what, sharing the gospel with them? I mean, the Muslims aren't asking, saying to their community, we need to ask forgiveness for throwing them off buildings. I mean, they try to kill them. We want to share the gospel. Well, Steve, but the thing is, is what's, what's so terrible about it is what we're doing is marginalizing their identified humanity. And so we should apologize because what we're doing is a marginalizing them. We're casting them out. We're not, we're not accepting their, mar- their, uh, their identified humanity. And so we are at fault and we need to apologize. J.D. Greer, you know, Russell Moore, ERLC, all these guys are saying, hey, guys, if you're going to be a true Christian, you need to reach out to those that are marginalized and repent. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to say you're sorry and accept them and allow them to come in just as they are. And this is just, it's just a way to destroy the church. It's the way, you know, Mark said he was going to destroy Christianity with socialism and with this type of thinking. And it is here. It's, it's, I mean, guys, this is the, this is the Christianity, the quote unquote Christianity of today. We're, we're the majority, a minority here. This may even be the Christianity of Babylon B. I, I don't know. I hope not. But <laughs> who knows? Not. Because we, we what we what we heard is I mean we I listen to this and I go well you know you should expect that J D Greer uh, should know better of what the Bible teaches on these things. You'd think that Babylon B knows better, but it doesn't seem that Babylon B knows what the gospel is. You have to ask the question: Does J D Greer know what the Bible says about homosexuality? I've got a uh, you know Chris Hanholtz. Chris Hunholt says, J.D. Greer is making friends with the world. He is fully at enmity with God. Wow, that's a strong statement. Since 2004 up till 2018, um, a Gallup poll says that the the number of people that are in favor of same-sex marriage and inclusion in the church, and this is talking about the churches, um, is up almost 75%. They say that 97% of U.S. adults in the church are in favor yeah. of same-sex marriage. But, but that's what happens when you teach it, when you, yeah. when you teach it. And nobody stands up against it. Very few people stand up that are in the majority that uh, are speaking out against it. But what's the whole purpose in it? The purpose is to destroy the defined church, the biblically defined church. Now, if anybody yeah. thought that J.D. Greer was a, a Christian man of God that was going to stand there and defend the Word of God and stand, defend the, the church of God, you're wrong, and you've always been wrong, and the evidence is you're going to continue to be wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. All right. Anyone have any last comments before we close out? So, um, you know, just real quick, uh, Chris Huff here is saying, um, we're going to talk about these polls in the next edition of matter of theology. So you could check them out at okay. Christian podcast and check them out there. So let me just, um, you know, let me just close out with a couple things. Um, you know, I know that some may think that this was a little hard on uh, Babylon B. What, what the issue is, is that we take serious the gospel message. And what I want to do is what they did not do. I want to explain what the gospel is and what I wanted to hear from them. The gospel is very simply the fact that you and I, every one of us that are listening, watching, myself included, every one of us break God's law. We lie, we steal, we covet. We, we blaspheme God's name. We don't put him first and foremost in all things. Uh, we don't honor our father and mother. These, these are the commandments that we know that we break, and, and we've broken, and we're criminals in God's sight. God, because he's infinitely holy and infinitely just, has an infinite consequence for us, and that is eternity in a lake of fire. That we justly deserve because of how infinitely holy God is. But God made a way of escape. God himself, the infinite God, came to earth, became a man, became part of his own creation, so that as God he can pay an eternal fine, and as a man he could be a perfect substitute, never violating God's law, living a perfect life in, in a, as a human body. He was sentenced to death by his own creation, dying on a cross 2,000 years ago, and when Jesus Christ did that, being infinite God, he can pay the fine for all eternity and for more than one person. A temporal being can only pay for one person, but they'd have to be innocent, and none of us are. He paid the price that we could never pay by who he is, by who Jesus is, being fully God, fully man. And because of that, the justice was served fully at the cross— Justice was served because Jesus experienced the full consequence of eternal punishment because he's an eternal being. And in doing so, he can now offer us mercy. And in offering us mercy, we can be forgiven of sin. What do we do? Well, very simple. God is the one that brings us to repentance. He works through us in such a way that we turn to him. We, we, it's called repentance. We change our thinking. What do we change our thinking about? Thinking that we're a good person or that we could do good works. Thinking to the fact that what Jesus did on the cross and that alone offers us the forgiveness of sin. So we have to change our thinking from pride and self to Jesus Christ. That's what repentance is. We repent. We turn from self to Christ and accept what Jesus did as a punishment on the cross as a serving for our punishment. We accept his gift of salvation. The question is, and if, if I was speaking to Elon Musk, this is what I would explain to him. I would be asking him, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever, have you ever stolen anything? I would ask him those things. He already said earlier in the podcast, he's too wicked or not wicked enough or something to, you know, he's, I think he says he's too wicked to be a Christian is how he worded it. I forget, but he already knows he's a wicked person. The reality is that we 
do not deserve eternal life, but God offers it. Turn to Christ and live. And if, you, if, if God brings you to repentance, you know what? Get a Bible and start reading it. That's what you do. That's the gospel message, and that's what, what Elon needed to hear. So we're like I said next week we're gonna we'll be on we hope to have two guests one a, uh, <clears throat> a international church of Christ member who I would argue is in a cult uh, he believes baptismal regeneration <clears throat> and things like that we'll discuss with him we're also gonna have an unbeliever come in and so we will talk with him uh, do want to say look folks. Uh, I know end of the year, people gave all their Christmas gifts and whatnot, but if you find value in the show, if you want to give us a tip, you go to restaurants, you find value in a waiter or waitress, you give them a tip. If you want to tip us, go to strivingforeternity.org slash support, strivingforeternity.org slash support. If you could support us monthly, that would be a tremendous blessing. Uh, last couple of years has been difficult for everyone, but uh, we appreciate every gift you, you could give. And so... We just want to thank you and uh, just ask you to consider praying for the ministry at Striving Fraternity. If you have a church where you would like one of us to come out and speak uh, at your church, please let us know. Contact us. You can you could contact us at info at strivingforeternity.org, info at strivingforeternity.org. Uh, that is how you get a hold of us there. So just reach out to us, let us know. And until next week, remember to strive to make today an eternal day for the glory of God. See you next time.